uh, Marshawn, he's really good. Uh, he fast as on what. Uh, like he, he's, he's real quick with everything. This is Locked On Gamecocks. Smitty is here with you, and we are going to be talking hoops, baseball, and football on today's edition. It's black, it's garnet, it's daily, it's your team every day, Locked On Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And today, we've got offense and defense to talk about in football because we've got clips from Mike Bobo in his first meeting with the media since he started overseeing spring practice. So five practices in the books. The Gamecocks are actually about to go on spring break. And, you know, this was just a a get-to-know-you session. Uh, And Mike Bobo needs all the time he can get with this offense. And you'll hear him talk about some of his concerns, but also some of what he's like from South Carolina early on in the season. And, yes, he absolutely comments on Marshawn Lloyd and the progression of Ryan Helensky, all things we want to hear Uh, you know, Mike Bobo's thoughts on. Also, you know, how often are they going under center? Now, in terms of baseball, uh, the Yardcocks have got Cornell coming to town. Now, I I hope the weather holds off. Cornell, not good. Guys, one and five on the season, and they've already been swept by Duke. So, this is an opportunity for South Carolina to get right back on track. Now, for us, from an evaluation standpoint, the bad news is it's kind of like Holy Cross, uh, the Holy Cross series. We won't learn that much about South Carolina, but this could come at the right time. Uh, they needed a little soft spot in the schedule, licking their wounds a little bit after uh, losing two of three to Clemson and you know having some trouble against Furman, honestly. So they need to put up some crooked numbers offensively get that going, and then also identify who can they trust coming out of that bullpen. We talked a great deal yesterday about attacking and working both sides of the plate. Those were comments that Mark Kingston made, and that's about the physical confidence and the ability to execute that game plan that that you talk about in the bullpen. And, And then Mark Kingston stressing having pitchers only meetings and then taking that out and then executing it. Uh, out there on the hill, and South Carolina needed a team that they could overpower to do that. But uh, I guess the bad news is, you know, you don't know what you've got, but it might have come at the right time. This team might just need to build some confidence in terms of the bullpen and just slap it around the yard a little bit, put up some runs, play well, be sharp, and sweep Cornell. Get out of there. Sweet Big Red. Feel good about yourself. That might be coming at the right time for South Carolina. They still have a game against the Citadel, who's playing really well right now. So that's a different story than Cornell. Um, the Citadel is, is locked in right now. And then they the Gamecocks open SEC play with Tennessee. So we'll get to that. We'll cover all of that in the future. But right now, you know, get a good night's sleep. Eat a good breakfast. Sweep Cornell. That's what's ahead of South Carolina, and they really need to improve their offensive numbers. Uh, Wes Clark rescued the team with a two-run shot uh, to beat Furman 3-1 to one in their midweek contest. Now, in terms of basketball, well, what we're looking at is seeding right now for the SEC tournament for the men, and Colin Taylor did a really nice job of breaking this down on Gamecock Central 
you know, the, the different scenarios. And we won't go over all of those scenarios, but here's what you need to know. Here's the meat and potatoes. Florida won last night. South Carolina cannot get a double bye. I think that actually works in their favor. I told you uh, I think South Carolina need, needs to get to 20 wins, and I think this actually helps them get to 20 wins. So let's go to the most likely scenario. Again, from Colin Taylor writing here on GamecockCentral.com. If the game goes how, you know, kind of the, the Ken Palm algorithm works out, so the better teams win here at the end of the season. The Gamecocks, Mississippi State, Auburn all go 11-7. and seven. Auburn beat both South Carolina and Mississippi State. Auburn would finish 11-7 and seven, uh, and, and get that fifth seed. So that would make South Carolina – well, let me see. Uh, South Carolina would be the five seed and then playing Ole Miss – or Georgia, okay, depending on who wins their game, 11 and 14. Now, this all, isn't all set in stone, but the, the teams that are there, like Ole Miss, Georgia, uh, Missouri, Vanderbilt, you know, it's going to be like some combination of those teams, and South Carolina will play the winner of one of those games. So it's going to be Ole Miss, Georgia, Vanderbilt, Missouri. Now, listen, that doesn't sound so bad, right? So if South Carolina wins at Vandy this weekend, that's 19 wins. And then you'll be favored on a neutral floor in Nashville against another team. Either, you know, Nashville, I guess Vanderbilt could have, you know, a pseudo home court advantage there. Uh, and South Carolina would have to beat them twice in a row. Maybe that's not such an easy task. They've been playing better as of late. But what we're looking at here is South Carolina is going to be favored in its next two games now. And if they win them both, they have 20 victories. And then they have quality wins over Mississippi State, Virginia, and Kentucky. So all of a sudden, that NCAA profile is headed in a positive direction. So that's what's happening with baseball. That's what's happening with basketball. How about with football? We'll do offense, defense. What are you going to do, offense or defense first? All right, we'll do offense first. We've got Zach Pickens and Mike Bobo today. Let's find out what's, that, what's happening with that South Carolina offense with Mike Bobo when we come back. Um, he'll talk about the identity of the offense, how much he's throwing at these guys right away, where's Ryan Helinski in his development, and of the position groups on offense, which one is ahead of the others. He picks out a group for us and tells us this particular group right now is the best unit on the offense. Surprised me a little bit. We'll see if you're surprised as well. Mike Boba Audio, when we come back, this is Locked On Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Dawn Podcast Network. This is Locked On Gamecocks. You got Matt Smith here with you, and now we're talking spring practice. As I said, we're going to do offense, defense, maybe special teams tomorrow. I know we'll be talking NFL Draft tomorrow with Scott Wright, NFLDraftCountdown.com. His thoughts on Javon Kinlaw, Brian Edwards, how, how those injuries have affected Edwards' draft stock, and even Tavian Feaster on tomorrow's edition of Locked on Gamecocks. So if you're into the combine, if you like to track the Gamecocks into the NFL, check that out tomorrow. Also, go to the LockedOnPodcast.com and check out the Draft podcast as well. 
this is their time of year, man. So uh, a lot of fun and some some pretty prominent Gamecocks going. And Javon Kinlaw is certainly a first-round pick, but how highly in the first round is he going to go? And what kind of fit is he? Uh, on what team does he fit that is picking the top 10, 12, 15 spots? So we'll do that when uh, we have Scott Wright, NFLDraftCountdown.com, joining us tomorrow. Now, how about Mike Bobo? What did he have to say? Well, he opened up talking about identity. This was a complaint of many Gamecock fans and a lot of analysts, including myself, that talked about this quite a bit. South Carolina lacking identity, uh, not just schematically, but also you know, what they wanted to do. We didn't even see them accomplishing. We don't know what they were trying to accomplish all the time. Yeah, points. Yeah, up-tempo, spreading teams out, but who were they? What were their matchup advantages? You know, heart of hearts, did you really know what South Carolina was trying to do? Where was the cohesive game plan? Um, you know, the example is Wisconsin. You know what Wisconsin is. You know who they are. That's an I-formation team. That's their identity. When they're playing well, they're running it down your throat with a player like Jonathan Taylor. What was South Carolina trying to accomplish last year? Well, Mike Bobo has – agreed with us and says identity was one of the absolute first things he tackled when he came to Columbia. One of the things that I said in our first meeting uh, to our offense, you know, we got to create identity, who, who we are and what we're going to be. And I think that identity comes, you know, through spring practice, through, through your summer uh, workouts and then fall camp and you base your identity really, you know, around, you know, your, your personnel on what you're going to be. But the one identity that doesn't matter whether we're playing three, four wides, two wides, you know, two tight ends, two backs, one back is, uh, we want, we want to be tough. Um, and, 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 you know, mentally and physically tough. And, you know, I said, that's going to be part of our identity. Now, as far as scheme, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know that identity yet. Uh, you know, there's going to be some, some guys that are going to come in uh, that are going to help shape that identity at skill positions. You know, two, two tight ends, uh, two more running backs, two more receivers that'll help shape the identity of what we're going to be. And it, you know, it's too early, you know, to tell. Right now, we're 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 going to try to throw, you know, a lot at them. Really, everything. Know, that that maybe we've done in the past or I've done in the past uh, and then we'll figure out what we are when all the personnel gets in so Bobo doesn't know what the identity of this team will be yet either mentally or schematically but he knows what he wants them to be he wants them to be tough and that's probably something he didn't see a lot of on film coming into this job. And that's the reason he mentions it in his first meeting with the media since taking over uh, as offensive coordinator. Uh, but some things that we won't get into in terms of clips with Mike Bobo, what he did have to say is, is Adam Prentice, the, that's the H-back fullback he brought in, uh, tr a transfer in from Colorado State. And he said, right now, Prentice has not been utilized the same way he used him at, at Colorado State because they're not installing a lot of true eye right now. He's been playing a hybrid H-back. I think that also could be a function of South Carolina being thin at tight end. Uh, Nick Mew's still out with that ACL injury. So who's catching passes at tight end? So he needs somebody who knows what they're doing at that H-back position. Uh, they can shift around. So it's very interesting. You'll hear Mike Bobo talk in a few minutes about how thin they are at wide receiver, thin they are. At running back, my concern was how thin they were going to be at the tight end position. And uh, 
you know, because they're going to need a couple of those uh, that you can rely on coming into this season. And Bobo will mention that a couple of times. Also, you know, they're working a lot under center in this first session, but uh, Mike Bobo, again, we, we're not going to catch this audio, but he said when the full complement of receivers gets to practice, so everybody's in, all the signees, all the injured guys are back, they're going to spread it out more often. But right now working under center a lot. Positive note here, not a lot of uh, fumbled snaps, he said. South Carolina thin at receiver, running back, and has very little production returning at tight end. These depth chart updates might be – a roller coaster. All right, but let's talk about quarterbacks right now. You know, Ryan Helensky, Luke Doty, those are the two we're watching closely now before Colin Hill comes back from injury. And Mike Bobo on where Ryan Helensky is improving from what he saw on film to what he's now seeing with his own eyes. I would say his his, his footwork, uh, he's done a really nice job of, of, of being on balance uh, in the pocket, trusting his protection. Uh, and I think, you know, that comes with understanding his protection understanding where the issues are and being able to sit in that pocket and, and be calm. Uh, he's been very, very accurate uh, up to this point today. I don't know the, don't know the numbers for today. Uh, you know, we, we had a, several drops and we had a few guys out, out today uh, with some, some nagging things. Uh, but I would say his footwork, his accuracy, and I've been real impressed with him, you know, in the meeting room, um, how, how sharp he is, how smart he is, how, come, how he comes in prepared. Uh, before the meetings, before we even go on the install, he's taken the time and looked at it. But uh, he has arm talent. Uh, you know, he's athletic enough. I wouldn't call him, you know, an athletic, court, uh, a dual threat quarterback, but he's athletic enough to move around the pocket and make some plays. That's that's today's game. I mean, you can't have, you know, it's hard to play, you know, with your statue back there unless you're just on top of everything. You know, the offense like the back of your, you know, your hand uh, and able to execute at a high, high level. Uh, but being able to move uh, helps, you know, avoid bad plays and uh, negative plays. And, you know, it just, you know, sometimes it makes you a better coach when that guy can move around back there a little bit. Fascinating to hear Bobo, somebody that played the position at the SEC level at quarterback, talking about mobility and how important it is for avoiding negative plays. I, I think that is articulated very well, something we don't talk about. Uh, we all remember how adept Connor Shaw was at picking up first downs. Uh, being able to pick up third down and six by scrambling for six and a half yards. But what about avoiding negative plays? How many times have you seen a player like Connor Shaw or other mobile quarterbacks uh, just escape the rush, just be nimble enough in the pocket, and then throw the football away or scramble back and slide toward the line of scrimmage, just avoiding those big negative plays. And it was interesting, interesting to hear Mike Bobo's thoughts on that, somebody that's obviously – played the position and now coached the position for a long time. And here's Mike Bobo, more on Ryan Helensky, but also just the quarterback position in general, the importance of mental toughness for Helensky or whichever Gamecock ends up taking the reins under center. You know, everybody's going to be looking at you and they're always going to think about somebody behind you as, as better than you are. Uh, and, you know, you got to be one of the mentally toughest people on the team. Uh, you know, your body language has always got to be good. You're the leader you know, of the offense and hopefully, you know, one of the leaders of the team. Uh, but that's, you know, that's something we're going to gain, you know, mental toughness through practice too. I coach them pretty hard. Uh, so if they can handle practice, they'll be able to handle the game. And mental toughness will be important. That's the second time we've heard Mike Bobo reference mental toughness. That's something I'm going to ask him the next time uh, we're with him uh, after one of these uh, practice sessions. I want to I press Coach Bobo a little bit on why he keeps talking 
talking about that mental toughness? Is it something he saw coming into the program, or maybe it's something Muschamp uh, shared with him about what this team really needs? Now, here's Mike Bobo in a position he likes. How about this? Really likes where the Gamecocks are on the offensive line. He'll also talk about where the quarterback race is now and how it can change when Colin Hill from Dorman High School via Colorado State enters the QB race and he's fully healthy. Well, I think, you know, I think competition is, is, is a healthy thing to have. Uh, you know, I, I think our best, you know, position group right now offensively is our offensive line because we have the most competition there because uh, those guys are competing every day to stay, you know, with the first team. And, you know, I think you're just – you're going you're gonna to have, you know, guys going out there and know that you got to execute at a high level at the quarterback position. Uh, you got to hit your targets. And if you want to be a good football team, you got to have good quarterback play. Uh, so that's what I'm looking for, and you know, and you know, right now, right now, Ryan Helensky has had good quarterback play the first five days. I've been pleased with him. You know, we'll see when and when Colin gets healthy and gets out there. You know, what's gonna what's gonna happen with him? But um, you know, right now, I mean, I'm a good quarterback play, and guys are gonna get an opportunity to compete. That will be absolutely fascinating. Colin Hill, big, strong guy, really good arm, and you know, he has an understanding of Mike Bobo's concepts. But we've heard a couple of times Mike Bobo talk about how much he likes what he's seen from Ryan Halinski so far. So maybe the concepts, the formations, the route combinations that Mike Bobo is bringing, maybe they marry really well with the skill set of and the mental fortitude of Ryan Halinski. Maybe this is just what Halinski needed. Now, we all want to hear about Marshawn Lloyd. Here's Bobo talking about the running back position. Um but Marshawn Lloyd, not the first name that pops into Bobo's mind. I've been pleased with uh, I've been pleased with Fenwick, uh, you know, a guy that hasn't played a lot around here. I think he's a guy that has, you know, embraced with open arms the clean slate uh, mindset. Uh, he's a big, good-looking guy, and he's he's running physical. He's shown some toughness in the in the competition blocking drills that Coach Muschamp puts him through. Um, offense versus defensive guys, uh, you know, and he's got, you know, he's got good hands and he's a smart kid. Uh, been really, really pleased with him. And then Marshawn Lloyd, he has a chance to be be a special back. Uh, he's very diligent uh, about how he approaches every day. He comes with the right mindset. He's sitting in Coach Bentley's meeting room 30 minutes before the other guys get there. He wants to learn. He wants to be ready. And, you know, there's good competition there. Wish we had more guys out there competing right now. Uh, but, you know, those guys are doing a good job. So Deshaun Fenwick's name comes up there. And, of course, really nice compliments for Marshawn Lloyd as well. But Deshaun Fenwick, someone I talked to the other day um, during one of our media sessions, and he said he, he loves what Bobo has brought. He likes playing out of uh, the I formation, wants to follow a fullback, wants to play from under center. He said a lot of the action is, is happening in the box, and he likes that physical style of play. So if Fenwick's going to be physical – and Bobo appreciates that style of play. Maybe he's somebody South Carolina can lean on this season as Lloyd, the youngster, develops. Now, what about the home run threat for the offense? So that covers, you know, tight ends, uh, running backs, quarterback race. How about on the outside? Who's the home run threat for this offense? Who stretches and takes the top off a of defense? A familiar name comes up i would think that you know would probably be 13 for us right now um shy is a guy that's shown has shown speed 
caught a long touchdown today, uh, which was good to see. You know, we've been working a lot of short passes and stuff, and we took a couple shots today and, and were to hit him over the top of the defense. Uh, he's got, got got some speed, but that's, you know, that's the thing, you know, that we need around here. We need some guys that can stretch the field and speed, um, you know. So hopefully we'll, you know, we'll get it uh, with a couple of these guys come in uh, that we signed. And that's definitely, you know, one of our major – focal points in recruiting is finding guys that can run. And there's Mike Bobo. So you can tell he's going to try to get the ball as he puts it to number 13, Shy Smith out of Union County. So that's offense. Let's talk a little defense. We'll do that in our final segment today. Zach Pickens. I was really impressed with Zach Pickens' humility. You're going to hear him talk about shifting from defensive end to defensive tackle, the new strength and conditioning program, at South Carolina, and which one of the departing Gamecocks was like a big brother to him last season. You'll hear that when we come back. It's Black Garnet and Daily, Locked On Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked on Gamecocks, and we did a little offense in the last segment. Time, now time for defense. All of this happening, by the way, uh, on the eve of Dawn Staley and the Gamecocks starting their run in the SEC tournament. That's happening in Greenville. I'll be there to cover it, so be sure to check in with us. I'll have a recap from Dawn Staley and the Gamecocks' first-round game in Greenville and uh just the first of many on their way to trying to win a second national championship and bring another one to Columbia. All right, Zach Pickens, five-star recruit, now in his second year with the Gamecocks, so we get to talk to him. And a few clips here of Zach Pickens, and I, I really liked him. I was impressed with his humility. Some interesting insight here from Pickens on facing the Mike Bobo offense. Um, a little bit because you really don't know where they're going. Last year, uh, you kind of knew which way they were going, but this year, like, they're doing everything quick and fast. Isn't that interesting? From an innocuous question just about facing the new offense, Zach Pickens gives us tremendous insight on how unpredictable Boba's offense looks compared to what we saw from the Gamecocks last season, saying they kind of knew it was coming, uh, which it seemed like that was the case uh, during a lot of games last night for South Carolina. They just seemed there was some predictability to what was happening, whether it was formations, tipping, or defenses, whatever it was from the film study with defenses. It seemed as if that was happening. They didn't seem to have many defenses off balance. Now, Mike Bobo, with his history uh, as an offensive coordinator, balance, perhaps with the shifts, with the motion, with the tight ends, he can keep, de uh, keep defenses off balance. Um, and, and that's something to watch for this season. We'll talk more about that in the coming weeks as well as spring practice wraps up. Uh, how about this? How about Zach Pickens looking up to – a guy who's about to go in the first round in Javon Kinlaw. Uh, Javon, one of the all-time great defensive tackles at South Carolina, and he really did it in his senior season. So he built himself, had to transform his body, and really built himself into an all-American style player. And here's Zach Pickens on looking up to Javon, Javon Kinlaw uh, and what he meant to him. He taught me how to fight and like how to keep going. He, he said the same thing that Coach Rocker said. He said, it's something in me. It's just missing pieces. He said it took him three years. He was like, it's going to take you three years and more. 
but like I've took that in trying to do better than him. Like I use Ken Law as this high point in my life and try to beat him at everything he did. I, I really look up to Ken Law. And, like he's kind of like an older brother, so like I try to like emulate myself like as him. But I gotta be better than him in my own way. That is great to hear. Uh, again, the humility from Zach Pickens and. This is partly why great programs remain great programs, because they just have this influx always of talented players coming and going, looking up to each other, so they get to see how it's done uh, and get to learn from the best. And Zach Pickens got that opportunity last season, learning under Javon Kinlaw, and got to see what an All-American looks like in a first-round pick up close. Now, this next clip, you know, Zach Pickens talks about the strength and conditioning program. I left this in. I've actually heard this from several players, and it's the first time we're playing it for you, but – it's about speed right now for South Carolina. They've come in, uh, meaning the new, the new strength and conditioning program, and the players have come in from this offseason, and I've heard it from DeCarrie and Joyner, I've heard it from Zach Pickens, heard it from others. Right now, it's all about flexibility and speed. We're moving fast. Like, you don't really see a lot of injuries. Like, we kind of protecting ourselves, like getting ourselves ready to get faster and faster and faster. And that's, what all, that's all we really want to do. That is a storyline we're going to continue to follow because uh, all Gamecock fans know uh, under Will Muschamp, the Gamecocks have been hit with a rash of injuries. There's no doubt about it. The statistics back that up. Is it an anomaly? Is it strength and conditioning? We don't know, but we're going to track it closely uh, this spring, summer, and into fall. And finally, everybody's talking about Marshawn Lloyd, just like Mike Bobo was in our last segment. Marshawn, Marshawn, Marshawn. Well, we're glad they're talking about Marshawn Lloyd because he needs to step up and be an impact player for Mike Bobo to have the type of offense he wants to have, which is run first and throw the ball off of those run sets and, uh, and, and get, get those run looks, get another safety in the box defensively, and then hit them over the top. Uh, with Shai Smith, DeCarrie and Joyner, or Trey Smith, Xavier Leggett, and others. Well, to make that happen, you're going to need players like Marshawn Lloyd to step up. And a lot of defenders, including Zach, have been impressed with Lloyd so far. Uh, Marshawn, he's really good. Uh, he fast his own what? Uh, like he, he's, he's real quick with everything. Like He want to be better. He want to be the top guy. And that's to be a running back in this league, that's kind of what you want. That is just great to hear. So, a lot of exciting things happening at South Carolina. Don Staley and the Gamecocks in action tomorrow. Frank Martin trying to get his team into the NCAA tournament. Their next game against Vanderbilt this weekend. South Carolina starts a three-game set with Cornell on the diamond. Need a sweep. And, of course, we'll have more from spring practice on the next edition of Locked On Gamecocks, Black, Garnet, and Daily. It's your team every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.